from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. God sent us the best gift of heaven. You know, he put out all of heaven in that one gift and that is none other than Jesus. In the wilderness of temptation and the garden of Gethsemane and even while on the cross, our Savior wrestled with the Prince of Darkness. When Jesus hung in agony upon the cross, while evil spirits rejoiced and evil men reviled, His heel was bruised by Satan, but that very act was crushing the serpent's head. Yes, our Redeemer opened the way so that even the most sinful may find access to the Father. Friends, it is because He lives that I can come boldly to the throne of grace. My elder brother, and my advocate fought the greatest battle and won it. I feel so assured in his arms and life is just worth the living just because he lives.
you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope from Pune, India. And now it's time to hear a story. What if there were no Christmas? By Marvid Moore. The word Christmas triggers in my mind all kinds of childhood memories, decorating the tree, Christmas carols, sitting together as a family in the darkened room, watching the lights dance off the brightly colored packages. I would have missed all that if there were no Christmas. Even though I know that Santa Claus doesn't really exist, there's something sentimental about the little old man and his fictional elves. They add a flavor to the season that I'd miss if there were no Christmas. And if there were no Christmas, I'd miss the Christmas cards from friends. I'd miss the Christmas candy and Christmas dinner. I think I'd miss the shopping, including even the last-minute frenzy. I'd miss the carolers singing Silent Night and the squeals of glee as children open their presents on Christmas Eve. I cherish these moments and I look forward to storing more of them in my heart this coming December 25. I see nothing wrong with holidays such as Christmas, which provide us with these glowing feelings. Yes, there's a lot I'd miss if there were no Christmas. Yet how foolish we'd be to suppose that that's all we'd miss if there were no Christmas, because Jesus hadn't come and that first Christmas had never been. If there were no Christmas, then there would be no manger scene, no shepherds, no wise men, no birthday of Jesus to celebrate. And if Jesus hadn't had a birthday, then he wouldn't have come to earth 2,000 years ago and lived among us for more than 30 years. Think what the world would have missed. There would be no golden rule, no parables about the Good Samaritan, the lost sheep and the prodigal son. There would be no stories about hearts comforted and people healed. We would never have known about the life devoted to selfless service that has inspired both Christians and non-Christians for two millenniums. If there were no Christmas, then there would have been no cross, for in the natural order of things, Jesus had to be born before he could die. And if Jesus hadn't died, then there would be no hope of eternal life, for he who has the Son has life. The most beloved words in all the New Testament say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Those words would be a horrible deception if there were no Christmas. If there were no Christmas, then there would never have been a resurrection. But if Christ has not been raised, Paul said, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Christ's death and resurrection have made possible our deliverance from slavery to life-destroying habits such as alcoholism and drug abuse. They have made possible our escape from rage, sexual addiction and dishonesty. Christ's death and resurrection have set us free to be happy and joyful, even in the midst of our trials. Release from these slaveries would be only an empty hope if there were no Christmas. If there were no Christmas, then there would be no story of Jesus ascending to God 
2,000 years ago and there would have been no mediator in heaven these past two millenniums to give us standing with God. Rather than coming to God boldly, even in our sinfulness, we would have to cower before him in fear of retribution for our evil deeds. If there were no Christmas, the picture the Bible paints of Jesus preparing a place for us in heaven would be a cruel myth. And if there were no Christmas, then we couldn't look forward to the second coming of Christ. We would have no hope of ever seeing again those loved ones who have preceded us, preced, who have preceded us in death. We would have no hope of escaping the pain and suffering our present life imposes. If there were no Christmas, then we couldn't look forward to a new heaven and a new earth. We would, instead, be prisoners in this evil world for a few decades, and that would be all we'd know of life. As you prepare to celebrate Christmas this holiday season, pause to think for a moment what life would be like if there were no Christmas, and reflect on what Christmas really means to you, your family, and the world. Then thank God and His Son that there is a Christmas to celebrate. Thank you for an inspiring story. Friends, God's Word is our guide to success. It teaches us the truth and equips us with the skills and understanding to live life to the fullest. Indeed, dishonesty, jealousy, anger, hatred, revenge, avarice, prejudice, selfishness and exploitation are shown to be factors which destroy peace within the individual, in relationship and in society. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. Do follow these programs on our website that is awr.org slash English program. Before you hear God's word, here's another song.
Time to hear God's word. What Christmas means to me. Christmas means different things to different people. Children look forward to it as a season of Santa Claus. Grown-ups make it a festive time for family get-togethers. Businessmen count it as the most profitable sales season. But beyond profit and festivity, Christmas has a deeper meaning. Therefore, the question that needs to be asked and answered during the Christmas season is a personal one. What does Christmas mean to me? As I read the story of the birth of Christ in the scriptures, three significant meanings emerge. First of all, Christmas is a guarantee that God is in control of life. In the fullness of time, says the Apostle Paul, God sent forth his Son. The birth of Christ is not an accident. It is a result of God's planned intervention in the history of man. He is interested in the sinner as well as the saint. The God of Christmas says, I am interested in you. I have sent my son for you. I am the God of your history. In affirming that God is in charge of life and that he is personally interested in every human being, we are further reminded that every life is a miracle. Every person is precious in the sight of God. If there was only one sinner, God would have taken the human form to save him. Such interest is not based on the worth of man, but rather on the need of man. See the type of men that were around the manger of Bethlehem. Joseph and Mary were ordinary people. Joseph was a carpenter. His home was plain. His clothes were simple. All he knew was to build a house or a fence, a chair or a bed, a door or mend a wheel. He and Mary were simple country people, poor and not much educated, unrecognized and unhonored. Christmas caught them by surprise. And then the shepherds, ordinary men, they slept under the open skies. Their sheep were their constant companions. They had no status but only the sense of duty. And yet Christmas dawned on them with the announcement that God is interested in them. The wise men, they belong to the nobility of the East. They possessed the best of education. They had the wealth of the world. But they found a deep void in their life. And then they saw the star in the East, a proclamation that God is in charge of history and their fulfillment was found in Him alone. Secondly, the Christmas story assures me that God's involvement in history is for the purpose of my salvation. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, the angel announced to Mary, for he shall save his people from their sins. God so loved the world, assures the Bible, that he gave his only begotten son, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life here is a most beautiful picture of god his abiding interest in man is so great that he was willing to send a part of himself his own for the salvation of a lost sinner christmas tells man that whatever his state may be he can have hope he may be weak timid hopeless he may be burdened by guilt he may be powerless to face life's great issues but at bethlehem history turned turned to bring about a change in human life through the christ child all things have become new the guilt and the burden of sin have been rolled away the sense of shame and inadequacy have been lifted and the good news comes to all fear not as one commentator put it heaven and earth are no wider apart than when shepherds listen to the angels song to us in common walks of life heaven may be very near angels from courts above will attend to those who come and go at god's command the third significance one may see in christmas is its recall to responsible living having said that god is in charge of history and having said that god has given the good news of salvation christmas challenges men to live responsibly mary a frail young woman submitted herself to a strange vision she had when the angels announced to her that she was the chosen person to vindicate god's interest in history she did not argue question evade or avoid the issue she submitted herself to the will of god she recognized that the utmost she could do was only to be a servant of god's purpose consider joseph in spite of possible ridicule and rejection by his family and friends he kept an open mind to truth and accepted mary and performed his great task of being a steward of god's greatest treasure otherwise men who were propelled by a sense of responsibility in their search for truth incarnate or simeon who recognized in Christ child the consummation of prophecy or anna who more than 60 years of widowhood had not destroyed her hope but irresponsibility was not far from the bethlehem manger the jewish people to whom was given the prophecies concerning the arrival of the christ child were so preoccupied with the now and the material that they had no time for the eternal and the spiritual christmas passed them by jewish leaders who were given the task of guiding the people into the redeeming truth of the messiah were so involved in the power games that they were not touched by the power of the christ child christmas passed them by some years ago We had a record at home that we used to play at Christmas. One of the songs had this line, I am dreaming of a white Christmas. Our daughter used to sing it slightly differently. I am dreaming of a right Christmas. The message is at once striking. 
White Christmas is quite often a dream, but a right Christmas should never be a dream. It should be a reality, a personal reality. It can be if in the midst of all the mundane celebration, we take time to remember that Christmas is the divine guarantee that God is with us. He cares for us. He saves us and he calls us to live responsibly. On behalf of the staff of Adventist World Radio in Pune, India, I wish each one of you, our esteemed listener, a merry, merry Christmas. And may God bless you. We have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, you may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad. And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye. And God bless you.